Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Well, Kevin Lewis. What? Kevin Lewis, welcome to Something Super Spiritual. <laughs> Thanks, Jeffrey Peck. I'm so happy to have you here. We have done a number of things on the Zoom before, and yeah. I'm happy to have you here with us at Something Super Spiritual. Love so, it. Thanks so for having me. Kevin is an amazing psychic medium. Kevin has his own show on YouTube that I've been on and I'm going to be on tonight and wow. we talk spiritual talk and do readings and it's really fun. I love, I love the, I love the guests that you bring on mm. and it, it adds such a diversity of flavor for everybody watching. And I love that. I think it's very cool. I mean, I could say the same about you when I tune into your, your podcast that's one of my favorite things is the all the different flavors that you bring because I think and you know you were you were just asking me before we started this like oh is there something that you want to start with or is there something that and I think that that's it I think the the coming together you know we all have these abilities I truly believe that we all have these abilities they can look a little bit different but yep. in the unveiling and that part can look different or can look different we have these similarities by nature and the gift part of it is this in my opinion in my experience in my in the depths of my knowing when we come together and we're in the sharing and that can look different that can look the same that can look somewhere in the middle to me that is the gift yes. and so when i'm in that recognition of seeing it like through other people like you and your your demonstration and the people that you're connecting with and then in my own experiences of doing you know similar i mean nothing fills me up like that it's just so wonderful i agree I, I totally agree. I, I I believe too that the gift is in what we do with it, you know? Yeah. And I too do believe that, well, first and foremost, we are all spiritual beings, right? We, I mean, we are all unlimited, nonstop, no beginning, eternal beings, first and foremost, yeah. right? So, so there's no way that any of us cannot not be connected. You know what I mean? Some of us are a little bit more finely tuned. Some of us are just have a little bit higher talent, you know, just like, like I, I heard somebody say the other day, you know, can anybody sing? Anybody can sing if they want to. Can the, is everybody going to sing like Adele? No, <laughs> you know, but if you get a coach and a coach teaches you how to manage your instrument, your voice, you'll be able to carry a tune within your range and voila, you're a singer, right? But yeah, we all absolutely have this capability of tapping in and recognizing this nudges from spirit and the and understanding what our 
what our clairs mean for us, each and every one of us, because they're a little bit different for each and every one of us. How we right. experience them. You know, it's so perfect. Like, I feel like this is just a, a friend-to-friend conversation as it is. And it's it's one of the things that I was saying this actually to another mutual friend of ours the day before, or no, it was actually even just yesterday, that the absolutes about my beliefs and my opinions and how I think things are, the moment I get comfortable in it, and I think it's just a certain way and that I'm like solid and, and what I think that is, it changes. And so I've become... I've become so much more open through the connections that I've made and continue to make with people around kind of just my beliefs around things and how I see it. And it's like, I, I had this recent, it's interesting. I didn't know that I was going to actually share this, but I had this recent invite and it was to just be in the conversation and what was presented to me was that there was certain things that I wasn't allowed to say in the conversation. And it really took me aback. And I was like, it actually left me with more of a desire to be in the conversation because there was some differences. And now, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say too much to, uh, right. but it, it was just really, it was confronting, but it was really comforting. And my kind of even a, I don't know, maybe even just a year ago, I would have been so confronted that I probably would have been in this big reaction of like, how dare you tell me this and that? And now where I'm at, I'm more, I'm more into being in that conversation because of those differences. And I think that that's one of the, the beautiful parts about it, where when we're just in the conversation, we can leave with you saying this is one thing and I can say it's another, it doesn't mean that we don't have to be, you know, in relationship. You know, we get, you know, this, this, I don't know, this option of like, oh, I'm going to sever it. The moment there's something that it's like, this is my limit or yeah. this is my, if we're in this disagreement or then I'm going to sever it here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm comforted that I'm in a place where it's leaving me even more curious and, and wanting to be in the conversation. That's with gross. That's I know. growth, that is progress, <laughs> that is healing, ultimately. That is healing yeah. that you've done on your insides. And that's yeah. amazing because, well, you know, you were talking about your beliefs that you held. And when you think about it, a belief is nothing more than just a thought, thought over and over and over and over and over again. You know? Right. <laughs> so, so when those beliefs are challenged and we have the ability to not react, Right. And really like look at it from a different perspective where that other person might be coming from. There's a level of grace that is taking place in that moment and opening yourself up to the newness and recognizing that it's different for all of us, but it's the same for yeah. all of us. Mm -hmm. As you're saying that, I'm like, I'm getting this. And so this is the first time I'm saying this out loud. So if it doesn't make sense, then, oh, well, but it's, you know, it, ultimately underneath it, it's energy. And, you know, when we're confronted with something in the beliefs, like, oh, this is this way for me. And this is, you know, it's not this way for me. And when we're given that, you know, it can really tip us upside down. And I love that reminder about in the reaction to be in the grace of it, because at the end of the day, like, like if we're going to put all that energy into, you know, trying to be right, 
you know, trying to be like my, I'm more important than you or, or whatever that is. I love that part about the being in the grace of it. And so actually that's, you know, I feel like knowingly or not, that's where I'm, I'm at. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm just so curious about the conversation. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. You know, in yeah. the, a couple of episodes ago where I had Dominic Zenden on, he, he can see Horus. Like okay. you and I are looking at each other right now with his physical eyes, right? Yeah. Fascinating. And, but one thing he said at the very beginning of that episode was how much he appreciated this because everything starts with a conversation. Right. And oh, I saw that. I actually saw that. Yeah, it's so yeah. beautiful. It's so simple. You know, it's so simple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so I love that. That's, that's really awesome. It, it's like, it's like the hanged man in the tarot. You know, it's being hung upside down to be able to view everything from a completely different perspective. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's how it looks from here. Okay. I think I, I can understand this a little bit more. It reminds me, Jeffrey, and it's funny because I saw I saw that episode and I I think I don't know if the sequence of it, it might have just been in the in the the reels of the little shorts that you did, but it, it was the conversation of the analogy of the light and the dark and where they live in our house, in the basement or in the attic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I love that. And just being in the choice around the fear of being in those like differences around. And that's just it. My process can look so different than the next person, and yet we can we can just be in the acknowledgement that it's like, okay, we're doing the same thing yeah. and trying to live in this box of it being one way or another. Yeah. It just brings me back to being in the celebration of, you know, the differences, you know, mm -hmm. with totally. The gift. So yeah. Yeah. Good I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> okay. So tell us then give us a little blurb about your journey. Like where did you, where mm -hmm. did you come from within this, your spiritual journey? Did, have you always been, connected to spirit since the crib? Did you recognize things, you know, since then, or is this a later in life thing for you or? Yeah. What's your story? I mean, I mean, I look back now and I'm aware that I had the awareness as a child. And so my earliest memories of just feeling that in a way that felt different, I would say it's, it's, you know, in my less than five years old, just being aware of just my own conversation. Like I never, it, it's a, it's an interesting one for me to explain. And I don't ever really put the words to it that really capture what I'm trying to say, but I've always been one of those people that when I look in the mirror and this has happened and there's been some like, you know, these, these times in my life where I've looked in the mirror and I don't initially recognize the reflection that I see of myself. And that goes back to when I was a, a small child. And so I just feel in the, in the, the depths of who I really am, it was less about what I saw in this reflection because it was more about a deeper knowing that I I'm still discovering, you know, in my late forties about who I really am. And so I mean, I was just a different kid. I mean, I, I looked different than the rest of my family members. I always kind of did my own thing. I liked to be with myself. 
I liked my own time. I felt that solitude, although I was, you know, had social kind of, you know, um, mm -hmm. moments, I was most comfortable by myself. And so kind of navigating that as a small child, I remember, and I hear stories of, you know, how people kind of received me and thought of me. And it was just always different. There was just like, you know, I, I became, I guess, comfortable and, 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 heard a lot that people just thought I was different. And so, you know, sensitivity wise, I was extremely sensitive. You know, I was from a small town with big dreams and big ideas and more knowing sometimes than the people around me. And so as I, I kind of, you know, grew up in a family that we didn't have I would say a strong faith as far as, you know, a church or mm. even the conversation, I felt this connection. And so as a kid, you kind of go like, I don't know, like nobody around me was exercising or, or in that expression. So I just, you know, I think it took me kind of deeper within myself. Wow. And so as time went on, I became empowered to kind of find my people, you know, the ones that were like me. And, and for some time, you know, you sometimes just meet people and it's like, there's that automatic understanding and familiarity. And so I started to become aware of that, yeah. knowing that they were, you know, a part of, of, I guess that knowing I, I use that term a lot. So yeah. yeah, my, my, my growth as a child to where I'm at now, it's sometimes I, I kind of go like, well, I'm still that person. You know what I mean? Like I'm still that little child. And though I look very different and I, you know, might've added, you know, <laughs> a lot more different experiences through the years, I'm still that same person. So I don't know what your original question was. I think it was something about kind of share the. Being connected the, to spirit. And when yeah, you started to so, recognize spirit. Yeah. I just, I guess in, in what I'm saying is that I've never not noticed it. Right. So, yeah. That's awesome. So when did you when did you start doing readings then? How did that start for oh, you? Oh wow. I would say there was a turning point where I became I was 14 and my grandma had passed and the night before she had transitioned and I kind of knew that she was she was not well, she had cancer and the night before she transitioned, my parents had got home mm, a few days before and they had visited her and she was doing better. Like she had this, we thought it was like, she was kind of turning a corner and, and for the better. And I remember it was somewhere in the, in the night, I woke up completely and was fully aware that I was awake. And at the end of my bed stood my grandmother. And this was my paternal grandmother. And she proceeded to tell me what was going to happen. And so we had this conversation. Some of the details were she said she was going to be leaving. And I asked, I was, I was always a curious kid. So I asked her, I remember asking, well, where are you going? And she didn't have all of the details. And so I don't know if I blinked. I went back to sleep. She was gone. And then the next morning, what she had had shared about how she was going to leave and what my parents reaction was going to be and kind of the things that were going to transpire verbatim they happened and so i had a conversation i think initially with my mom and then my mom and dad and i relayed the information and they were like 
well, how did you know this? They were just in this disbelief of like, how did you know with all of the details? And so I say that because I feel like that was the moment where I knew on a deeper kind of level what our ability in this humanness was to be in the communication, higher self to higher self or soul to soul. And so I would say that was a turning point. And so I didn't start doing readings at 14, but I became aware of kind of that awareness. And so I would say I started doing actual readings about eight years ago, eight to 10 years ago. So it was, I played it safe for the first couple of years. I was like, I just didn't want to be seen in the way that I am now. I was like, I'm not going to launch a website. I think that website was in development for many, many years. (laughs) Um, I kept, (laughs) you know, word of mouth, you know, this person would tell that person and I would limit how many readings I was doing. But I would say in the last 10 years is when I really stepped into calling it, you know, myself a medium, calling myself a psychic uh, and stepping into the offering of doing readings. I understand that. I mean, I understand that completely. But when this is where we're supposed to go, it's that calling mm-hmm. that, that turns into a yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't like, you just can't, you can't turn, turn away from it any longer. And it's just yeah. absolutely where our soul needs us to be for our own growth, development, spiritual awareness, whatever, because we, 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 we signed up for this for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? We signed up for it and thank you for doing what you're doing because it's just, you're, you're able to touch so many people with your show and, Mm. and everything that you're doing. I just, it's interesting. I was, I just got transported back to, I was dry. I live on an Island literally. And so lots of trees and and mountains and I was driving to work one day. And I, I mean, I was coming through nature. We had moved out. This was about seven years ago. And that noise that you, that you talk about things got so loud. And I felt like I was spending more time in that awareness kind of like as we walk this, you know, human and spirit life simultaneously, my awareness to the spiritual aspect of who I am, I felt I was more in that. And that was really comforting. And it was a bit distracting because it was the synchronicities, the um, just how things would line up on a day where it would be like the 10 out of 10s were happening. And I got to tell you, it was it was a lot to, to handle. And that that noise, that calling to actually step into it and to really be seen mm-hmm. and to just embody it, that was, I would say that was a real turning point. And I, and I feel, and here's the thing about it, and I would, I'd love to share this with everybody, is that we're in choice in this. You know, we actually get to say that's too much, you know, invite be in the request of of more if you will but ultimately we're in control and i remember that being one of those pivotal times in my life where i have free will and which path am i going to take and i chose this one if you will so i i mean i'm still answering the call i feel i hope that call keeps going and going and going until it's my time to to transition for sure It's really, it's really an honor and it's really, you know, 
it's incredible to be in this seat and witness the healing that happens when you've got a sitter in front of you and you're bringing through their loved one in spirit who might be apologizing for abuse, let's say, you know, something really, really deep, really meaningful, really big. This person's spirit is, is, is acknowledging the pain that they caused and, and really, you know, this taking this moment to offer this apology and to be able to witness the healing that takes place with that sitter in front of you and, and even the spirit, you know, with us on the other side, the healing is just, it's just miraculous, you know, to be, have the opportunity to be part of and witness miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Yeah. I know, Jeffrey. It's one of those things that people will often ask, like, oh, you know, can you share, you know, an experience or a standout kind of reading? And I truthfully, every single reading that I have the privilege and honor of of doing. And here's the thing about it. Like I I don't take it lightly. I'm a I I I mean, we all have our own kind of code of conduct and, mm-hmm. and ethics around the work in any capacity that we do. And mine in in the the mediumship is I would say the most responsibility that I've ever felt in a work kind of space and work. I mean, I recognize it as my work because it it does take, you know, time and energy and commitment and, and responsibility. I never take it for granted. And the, the truthfully, the miracle that we get to witness, Mm -hmm. because I, I won't, I won't say that a, a mediumship session or a or, or reading is going to guarantee someone really anything, but right. to know that it can assist in the grieving process yeah. and be life-changing. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's goosebumps on top of goosebumps. Oh, totally. Yeah, completely. And there so, are, there are times when I, you know, I get out of one of those really big, big meaningful sessions and I just have to cry. For like 10 yeah. minutes, I just have to cry because it's just so filled with wow and leaving that person in front of us so much lighter mm-hmm. and being able to release the burden of, say, resentment or anger or sadness or hurt, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I know I I love that because it makes me think about us not being separate in that and how we work, you know, with the spirit world, we're not separate from it. And I used to shy away from actually, I didn't share much about what was there for me with my clients. You know, it was my focus was just on them. And of course, it still is. And they're the, the priority and how we are taken care and the healing that we need through these connections, through their loved ones, were never overlooked in that. And to me, that's such a, I mean, that's just such a special bonus of, of doing this, mm. you know, life calling. So it is a huge bonus that, that yeah. healing for us <laughs> that happens, you know, every time, you know, it's, yeah. it's that proverbial onion that really never <laughs> you got layer after layer after layer. And every time you think you're like, okay, I'm good for a while. Nope. Here comes another layer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? and do, you, do you notice in your readings, like the themes I was, I was just saying this again yesterday. Of course we have, you know, friends that are, are doing the same type of work and like the themes. And I'm like, 
they're so the, the the brilliance of the spirit world to align you know i had four ratings back to back yesterday and i was like there was a continual thread yes. through all four of them and i was like it's just magic and i yeah. see it time and time again but what i'm left with is this like i'm 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 awestricken you mm-hmm. know Completely. each day it blows my mind <laughs> it is it, it's so true and and you know we say there's this intelligence to spirit that we can't even wrap our mortal brains around. Yeah. Spirit knows what is needed, obviously way more than you and I, or even the sitter would think what is needed. And to be shown that time and time again, and and also through that, through that experience of the thread lining through each reading, and there's this common, common subject or or, or maybe, you know, one one particular week I had all, it was the most bizarre thing. I had all, like, godparents. Godparents, oh. stepparents, parents that weren't their parents, but acted as their parents. And, just, I mean, even, like, seemingly silly little things like that, you know, was just unusual. Just unusual. And the thing is, how spirit knows how we, how we vibrate, our filters, mm-hmm. our experiences... And how these people get to us is totally spirit led because yeah. they know who the best medium for them is in that moment based on what, what we have going on, you know? It's yeah, so it's true. Just, it's amazing. Yeah. So, so talking about spirit then, what with your experiences with mediumship and talking to spirit and delivering the messages that you do, what do you think happens after we die? Where do you mm. think, where do, do we all go to the same place? Do we all have the same experience? What do you, what's, what's your thought? Wow. I mean, I mean, the absolute, as close as we can be to that knowing is that without a doubt, there is a continuation. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's part of, of, of the, of the job that we, do is that we get to validate through evidence that is just i mean i lack the words i lack the words to actually just convey and i know so many of us have had these experiences that bring us to that place where it's beyond our belief you know it is that place of knowing and the explanation of it feels less important to me, but there's that knowing that there is life after life. And so with that, I still feel like I'm not one of those people that gets too caught up on all of the details of things. Example, my guides, I'm aware of them. You know, there's several. I can kind of, you know, sense the diff- a few of the subtle differences, but it's just an energy. And I'm comfortable yeah. with that. I'm very simple minded and I'm like, I don't need the A to Z explanation. And I've, I'm, I really, um, I really try to be in the moment. I try to be as present as I can be. And when I catch myself not, I bring myself to it. And so my curiosity that I've had you know, since I was a small kid, I mean, there's lots of stories of me just being in my demonstration of being curious. I'm 
comfortable with the not knowing. I actually love that. And I feel excitement. And I know some people that can, we can internalize that we can internalize it from joy and excitement to fear and, and upset. And I just choose to be in that energy of the unknown is exciting to me. Yeah. And so I agree. what it really looks like. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still figuring that. Ask me, I don't know. Ask me in my next lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you, uh, what do you see it as? Like you said, I know without a shadow of a doubt, there is life after life. Mm-hmm. We are shown that we are shown that continuously with each reading. Like you were talking about the evidence that comes through, you know, I know that we go back to the same place we came from before coming into this life, right? I think it's all very similar. I think it's all very similar, but we have different, I I, I think, I mean, obviously none of us will know until we get there, right? right? But, but I think that that we initially experience the differences based on how we lived our life. Mm. You know, like if, if a if a born again a lifelong born again Christian will have more than likely a different experience than a lifelong Muslim or Jewish person or mm-hmm. Hindu person. You know what I mean? Or or atheist. You know, I but ultimately in that difference, it's all quite similar. Once we get out of this ego and shed that and come to this place where like. Oh, now I remember. <laughs> I've yeah. been here before. <laughs> then it's like, then it's it's all the same. You know, and I just I just think it's 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 so much bigger than we can even wrap our our human brains around. And you know, I, I, did you ever did you read the book The Afterlife of Billy Fingers? Do you know that? No, book? no, oh, actually. So fantastic. I it don't even so know if I've heard it. Who's the who wrote that? Oh, you know what? I can't even like find her name right now, but it's called The Afterlife of Billy Fingers. And the lady that wrote it, her brother was Billy. And and after he passed, he started coming to her. And she was not like spiritually aware. She wasn't already a medium or channel or anything like that. But all of this started happening after he passed. And she started, she started journaling. And in her journaling, she ended up writing this book and she's journaling everything he's telling her about the afterlife and about spirit and about his experiences over there. And it's just, it's absolutely fascinating, but, Mm. but, you know, he had a completely different experience and much more like with regard to the universe and the energy of the universe and the energy of the, the energy of the spirit of the universe, God, the all creator, you know what I mean? That divine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, anything spiritually related, uh, I can read, I can watch I all day long. It consumes my all day, every day. And then my <laughs> dreams. <laughs> I'm like always all in. <laughs> yeah. And then rinse and repeat. Rinse yes. and repeat. Yeah. Completely. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in speaking about the divine, how do you experience the divine? Wow. I mean, the simple answer is just in everything, in every moment. And that's the power. You know, it, it's, it's not separate from any of us in any way, unless we make it separate from us. And so I was thinking, as you were talking about what you were just sharing about that book, it's, what am I trying to say? To me, the highlight is to, you know, really be in the emotion and 
the feeling of things is one of the highlights in the human experience, you know, to have this gift of all of the all of these different feelings and now of course by preference we want to spend more time in the joy and the happy and the excitement and and all of those higher vibration emotions and yet in the duality of it we're going to experience it all and so i just think like you know i was i was doing this i do some healing work and you know, I really look at the spirit world to teach me. And I feel like my understanding of most things is, is this big because there yeah. is so much of it. Yeah. And yet we're not separate from it. And right. so source, God, the divine, you know, the animal kingdom, loved ones, deities, you know, are the ascended masters. Like we're not separate from any of it and our understanding can be really small and that's you know to me that's enough so i've never you know i've never had i guess the the not knowing i've never not felt separate from it and you know ego kind of comes in there and we we give this like energy to ego and i thank my ego for the parts that are actually um really healthy in it and then there's a you know in that loneliness of I when we get you know so far in it that we start to feel this separation I bring myself back and I I think that I guess that's one thing in this incarnation that I've never not felt a part of I love that and so yeah I yeah, I think it's beautiful when we're in that and that we, you know, as humans, we have that ability in any given moment, kind of regardless of what's going on around us in that a lot of times illusion um, that we can be in that feeling in that knowing and yeah, it takes something. I mean, I'm, I'm not making it small because sometimes it's like, down on two knees and all the prayers and yeah but we do we're we're powerful beings and so i guess a part of that awareness is really being in the rejoice and walking this life as the human aspect of who i am and the soul aspect of who i am simultaneously you know the encouragement from the spirit world that i hear time and time again is to walk them together you know and just be in that flow they're they don't have to be separate right. you know because they're not so yeah that's a yeah that's a big one i'm curious about you how do you see it oh very similarly, very similarly, and e everywhere, everything, every, you know, tree, flower, you, you mentioned nature. Last night, I had a, a really beautiful experience. I was taking my dogs out for the last time last night, and, and crossing the sidewalk was this snail, and it was big. It was like, it was big. It was like the size of a golf ball. And I was just watching this little thing crossing the sidewalk at a snail's pace, literally, <laughs> you ah. know, where he didn't really look like he was even moving, but he was. And just looking at that and, and being reminded that spirit is every bit as much in that little snail 
mm-hmm. as he as spirit is in us in the flowers in the trees in the ocean in the clouds you know what i mean it's just in in all all of it's all so connected and you had mentioned you know being in the ego and and walking those two separate seemingly separate walks but walking them together consciously mm-hmm. Because it is very easy to get caught up in the mundane and the doldrum. And, you know, a, a lot of us have, you know, clinically diagnosed mental, maybe depression, anxiety, yeah. whatever, you know, all that's all that, all, all that is. And I understand that, you know, I've lived with that my entire life as well. So to have that conscious awareness that when you are living in the messy, I mean, sometimes it's really messy, (laughs) you know, but in the same breath is that divine connection. And to, to really recognize that, that I am in the moment. And I mean, the, 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 I am that in the moment is so it's just a huge relief and remembrance that in spite of the messy, in spite of the difficulties, in spite of the challenges, whatever they may be for any of us, that in that same moment, we are just as much connected to the divine and our loved ones and or spirit or God or Jesus or or Buddha or whoever you want you're looking at by your culture and your how you're raised, right? Yeah. yeah. That little snail was a really I know I'm I'm fixated on the energy of that snail. It's so perfect. It is because it's, to... he's he's cruising along that sidewalk mm-hmm. so slowly that it looks like he's not even moving. Yeah. But there's so much to be said about that space where he is cruising along. Yeah. And in his world, in his mind, he might be going like as fat like faster than any other snail on the planet. It's <laughs> He's like winning. <laughs> He's uh-huh. like, yes. Yeah. And it's yeah, the same I love thing with the- us. It's the same thing with us. When we feel like we are not moving, when we are stuck, when we are stuck in, you know, depression or stuck in grief or stuck in a, a job or career that we just seem like incapable of escaping. Uh, we are still moving. Yeah, we sure are. And I love that. I And that's the thing in my own experiences. There's been those moments where I've been in those places that seem like, am I ever going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, because of of community and, and support and and my own ability to remind myself that everything that's the one absolute that I know for certain is that everything is temporary and that's helped me get out of those you know especially when things are dark and then the altar and then the on the other side I also remind myself when things are really joyful and I'm in the most happy moments that I also remind myself that things are temporary and I feel like my takeaway from that is a sense of balance you know, in this, you know, the, and I think I want to go back to the energy of that snail because the animals are able to message and language things in a way that's such good medicine. Really? Um, that's different than the, the humans. And I, yeah, I love it that we can be really brought to this very moment. And I heard you say the word breath 
And, you know, knowing that we're all a part of that same breath mm-hmm. uh, is really powerful. And that's the energy that in those moments where things are really challenging and difficult, I find power to, to, to be, you know, in the, in the depths of it, to come out of it. And, you know, it's not to take away from things that people are really, you know, dealing with, but it's comforting knowing that we have the ability, you know, to still be in, in choice underneath it. So yeah. Thanks, Mr. Snail. Yes. Thank you, Mr. (laughs) Snail. Watch watch your listeners are going to be like, Oh my gosh, I saw a snail. I I can tell it. I'm, I mean, call me psychic, but there's going to be some snail stories coming in. (laughs) I hope so. I love it. Whenever I would love it when people reach out and respond and have their own little share their own little stories and and how they relate to everything that you know we end up talking about just on the fly you know (laughs) yeah Yeah, the perfect the divine timing and at all how the conversation oh because that's i mean like you at the beginning you're like oh where do you want to i'm like you know what just showing up that's the trust that we have you know i want to acknowledge that that underlying trust that we have And sometimes that can waver when we step into it, you know, and we're seen in this capacity and we make these connections and they're really clear to me, it's that, that trust, because it's like, you know, working with, with spirit that all of us do, and none of us are separate from, they will always support us. You know, they will always support us. Always. It's always there. It's constant. It's forever. It's for each and every one of us, whether we resist it, acknowledge it, embrace it, whatever that looks like. It's, it's, that's another absolute. So I guess there's two I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. This has been a really great conversation. Good stuff. Yeah. So, you know what you had mentioned earlier, the healing work that you do, and I'd like you to talk to us and tell everybody, because that's another aspect of the work that you do. Is is it weekly on Sundays when you do this healing? Oh, yeah. That's yeah let's talk, please talk about that, because that is so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. It's been, yeah. You know what, Jeffrey? It's one of those things that there's a, I'm just being totally transparent. There's a little bit of discomfort for me around the energy of calling myself a healer. And I've even had people that, because I do use that in my name, I recognize healing and the, the miracle and the, the possibility of healing to occur in any given moment. I don't put boundaries. I don't put parameters in it. And so I guess that's layered in my trust for miracle. And I, I, I have this knowing that none of us are separate from that and how it occurs and, and unfolds can be really, really different. But for the longest time, I hesitated to call myself a healer. And one, one night while sitting in the power, like a meditation, I was sitting in the power direct channel to working with spirit, my higher self, myself, and got this download of the name for my YouTube channel. And it was the, actually, it wasn't for my YouTube channel. It was for my website, pardon me, the healing medium. And I went like, and so I heard it and I was like, it, I mean, I fought it. I mean, I knew that it was the right name and that 
it was appropriate, but yet I still resisted because of the energy that was around the healing. And so I too, and I know that you've shared this with your, with everybody that tunes in around your experience with Reiki. Now, my discovery with Reiki was the short version is I knew nothing about it. I had never had a Reiki session. I had a friend who owns a metaphysical shop. They posted that they were were teaching Reiki unbeknownst to me. I didn't even know that they were a Reiki master, Reiki teacher. I had in my calendar booked off two Sundays. I typically had worked Sundays at this point. Well, turns out that the, the level one Reiki was on these two Sundays. I sent a message, sorry, the class is full. Okay, no problem, not meant to be. Within 24 hours, a spot came available. I show up, yeah, totally, right? Surprise. (laughs) I show up not really even knowing what I'm signed up for. I coincidentally have these two Sundays booked off. It's perfect. I show up and the approach was traditional. It was a Yasui Reiki. And Mm -hmm. so a little less of the focus on the the psychic faculties and and those types of things, which it's great. I put my hands on these people and grandma's coming in and I'm getting all of this information. And yet I'm like busting at the seam and I'm just in this, like no speaking doing this universal, you know, energy healing. Anyways, it was, it was a turning point again in the, the healing. And so where it takes me to is I am so passionate about healing and I feel like, so the universal, the Reiki, I am a a Reiki master, Reiki master teacher, but I also spent a lot of time in the UK doing trance healing and trans mediumship and some of the different healing arts that just different names around them. Sure. There are a little, you know, when you say you're a trans healer, there's a little bit different reaction to saying that, oh, I'm a, a Reiki master or yes. I do Reiki healing. So I love the universal and the spiritual collaboration of healing. And so I just become, you know, more and more in love with, with the healing modalities. And so to go to that spot of the show, one of the, the, the regular shows I do on my YouTube channel is called the healing light. And there's three or four of us that come together that offer different healing modalities, you know, all being a conduit of the healing yes. and just really, you know, just allow people to have an experience you know it's not it to me it's it's not a show it's not a production it's not like it's just so sacred and powerful that people show up and they are able to be in the receive of what they need and we don't have to figure that out we Mm -hmm. don't have to figure out if that's this that like i just surrender to all of that and who needs to to be a part of it to see it, to experience it is perfect. So I'm becoming, and it's interesting, the more I step into the healing modalities, the more people are reaching out to be in that connection. And so I guess just my, my commitment to being in service with spirit and having that really clear intention. And that's something that I've had since I was a kid was to make a difference in people's lives for the better. And so 
I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I mean, talk about being, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, nothing but gratitude there. Can you, can you explain to people who might not have heard this term before, trans healing? What, what does that, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, it's perfect. I, and I'm still discovering what it actually means, but it's me getting out of the way that much more. So for me, I can, I've always been able to sit in meditation and really, you know, not be absent from thoughts by any means, but be able to shift out of the way uh, to be the conduit for energy to, to come through us and to be passed to other people. And so the transaltered states is just a little deeper if we're measuring i, I kind of say deeper but then it's like i just say the best thing is it's like getting kevin in the humanness that much further out of it so i love music i've always been moved and and the emotion that's evoked through music has really assisted me just in life in general and with the the trance healing i will i have a one or two pieces of music that kind of cue me to get out of the way in an accelerated kind of fashion so that the healing can occur. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. I have this lady friend of mine for the last maybe 18 years. She's a trans channel, trans healer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And her description of her, of it, like how she, because I asked her, I said, what does it feel like for you? Like what is happening on your insides when you've got this, higher level, like Ascended Master or Archangel or whomever speaking through you. Yeah. She's like, in our day-to-day, -day, as we're cruising along in life in this body, we're in the driver's seat. We're consciously taking a left, taking a right. We're like, you know, we, we're, in the con we're in the driver's seat. She said when she goes into her trance, it's like she gets out of the driver's seat and gets in the back seat while this, while this, spiritual teacher sits in the driver's seat and then communicates and or heals or or whatever they're supposed to do in that moment you know what i mean yeah i love that analogy that's amazing yeah it's getting out of the way it's exactly that get in the back seat be the witness observe you know and that's the thing it brings me back to that part about reiki where that in that exchange was there was this energy and and my suppression of that information was not good you know what i mean and that's a thing if we would spend less time in the resistance of what's there and just be in that expression that's the healing that's the messaging that's the mediumship that's that knowing oh, that we yeah. all have access to and how yeah. we channel that we just need to sometimes just step out of the way. It's that easy. And yet it's that, it's it, that difficult. Totally. It is. It really is. And what's difficult yeah. for so many people in that moment is it's so easy to judge your experience. You yeah. know, you, you have these preconceived expectations like, well, it's not happening like it is for this person, or it's not happening like it is, or how I, how I think it should be happening like it happens for this person. So what you said about being in complete surrender and just letting it be what it what it needs to be, that's, yeah, that's it. It's as easy as that, and it's as hard as that. <laughs> it totally is, yeah, yeah. Wow, Kevin, you know, this has been such a great hour with you. Thank you so much for being here. Before we sign off, please let everybody know where they can find you, 
your shows, your readings? What 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 can you share with people? Yep, the best way to book a reading with me is through my website. So you do it all there. The it's www.thehealingmedium.ca. I'm in Canada. And the YouTube channel is another great way to connect with me. Like you said, Jeffrey, I bring a lot of different people. That's one of my favorite parts of it is introducing the community to, to new people and making, you know, just broadening that reach for people and giving people that connection. It, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the most important. I'm not, I'm competitive with myself, but I'm not competitive around that in any capacity. No. I I love the platform for using people to other people. Me too. It's, I mean, to me, that's the only way. Absolutely. And the, the YouTube channel is the next month, May, will be my one year. So I've only been doing YouTube for about a year, but it's growing really great. And it is Kevin Lewis, The Healing Medium, is how you can find me on YouTube. And then all the other social medias, Facebook, Instagram, which I don't spend actually i don't spend much time there at all <laughs> yeah i think you're doing gangbusters with youtube and and i think that's that's where it is for you yeah it's a great community i mean i you know oh what God, I will... it so is yeah yeah you've experienced I, it i felt so welcomed and embraced yeah mm -hmm. yeah it was i mean that's the way i i actually the community that embraced me was a uh, tarot readers that a lot of them were doing politics and that was just not my wheelhouse either of them and so they saw me as this like medium who was probably doing things a little bit different than they were mm -hmm. uh, the embrace of that community has been like literally life-changing yeah support and just the acknowledgement not only for me but how they the the chat community they take care of each other they do. and there's such a yeah to me that's the healing that's the that's the community I want to be a part of. It, absolutely. So. It is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. I've had people ask me, you know, I am a medium, as you are, and I interview and promote lots of other mediums and other healers and other shows and other this, that, and whatever. And I've had people ask me, well, you know, you're you're promoting somebody who's doing the same work that you are and it's competition. And I have never even once for one split second ever thought of anybody as competition. Yeah. We are here together. We are here and so much stronger together. We uplift yeah. each other and we raise each other and we promote each other because not everybody is everybody's medium. Not everybody is everybody's healer. So, you know, we're all in this together. So let's, let's stand up together and, and, and to promote each other and yeah. help each other. Whenever don't ever change that, Jeffrey. That's the that's the way it should be. Yeah, mm -hmm. completely. Yeah, so good. Kevin, thank you so much for being here with us. This has been Such an absolute honor. delight. Thank and you, Jeffrey. I'm going to see you again in like six hours. Yeah, you're totally. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with Kevin and I. And we'll be seeing you, talking to you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, 
And to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Thank you.